Good morning. Welcome back to One Truth. We are so excited you are here today. This is a show sponsored by One Truth Ministries. And I'm just so excited you've taken some time out of your day to join us as we get to discuss the Word of God today, um, study it, pray together, fellowship together. Thank you for doing that. I know everybody has such hectic and crazy schedules. Um, And so it is no small thing that you would take some time out of whatever you're doing. Maybe you're driving in your car, you're having a little bit of coffee or tea and breakfast, and we're just thrilled to get to be a part of this moment with you. I've said this before, but I truly mean it. I love that we are the body of Christ, no matter how far apart we are from each other. I just love that we can meet together, even in these um, small ways, big ways, Even when we can't see each other face to face, it's so encouraging to know that we're standing shoulder to shoulder um, for Jesus Christ all over the world. I love that. That is such a powerful um, truth that we get to live in. And I just, again, want to welcome you. If you're new to One Truth, I want to encourage you to check out our website. That is onetruth-ministries.com. And, um, and I, I want to encourage you to go on there. You can click on the radio tab um, and um, or our podcast tabs. Um, you can look for our live teachings. But I want to encourage you to check out the website. There are so many different ways um, to grow and to listen, um, to learn, to deepen your walk with Christ. And again, that is onetruth-ministries.com. Um, and we really want to encourage you, check it out, see what's going on, ways you can connect. There are ways to receive prayer. We'd love to pray with you and for you um, to hear what God's doing in your life. Um, and so please feel free to check that out. If you are just joining us for the first time, I want to uh, let you know that we are start. we've just started our brand new series um, through the book of Philippians, and it's called In All Things Joy. In All Things Joy. And we've just kicked off our study together in the book of Philippians. If you miss that, definitely go to our website. You can find it there. Get caught up. Jump back in with us. But in all things joy, we're studying the book of Philippians. And um, maybe shockingly, or if you know me, not so shockingly, we've only made it through two verses so far. So we're in uh, verses one through two of Philippians chapter one. Um, that's what we taught, and we're doing kind of a different format this year that we're so excited about, and we are even more excited that we are going to get to include all of you um, in that with us. And so, what's happening is, is we'll have our we will have our teaching of the word, um, which we just had Philippians chapter one verses one through two, and then this next week, what we're going to do is we're doing something called together in the word, and so in uh, the live setting in which we're preaching this and teaching this live, we're then all coming together in small groups to discuss what was taught the week before. And so we're all getting together, having an opportunity to share, to hear from one another, and to dive in the Word of God together, um, just going a little deeper, a little further into um, the study of Philippians. And so we're very excited to get to offer this to anybody tuning in. Um, You get to join us every other week in this way as well. So you get to hear the teachings and then we're going to we're going to include you. So anybody listening today, you're part of our small group as we discuss um Philippians even further. So that's kind of what we're doing and we're so excited to get to include anybody who's tuning in and listening along with us. 
Um, and that's what you're going to experience today. It's called Together in the Word. We're going to do a little deeper dive into Philippians 1, 1 through 2. Again, if you missed that teaching, I encourage you, you can go to onetruth-ministries.com and check that out. Okay, here's what I want to do before we jump into this. I do want to pray over us today. Um, and if you're at a safe place to join us in prayer, um, please do that. If not, I encourage you to listen and to just let your heart pray right along with us. Um, and then we're going to jump into this study together. Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you so much for an opportunity to talk about your word. God, an opportunity um, to not only talk about it, but to invite you, Holy Spirit, to speak to each one of us, even now, right here where we are, God, that you would move in power and in authority, that you would um, encourage our hearts where encouragement's needed, that you would maybe challenge us where challenge is needed, that you would um, just prick maybe with um, conviction of the Holy Spirit where that needs to be. God, that you would just use this time in your word um, to reveal even more of yourself to us, to um, help us to walk in your footsteps, to walk beside you, to abide in you and to keep in step with your spirit. God, I thank you that you are with us. And Lord, I just pray that you would um, go before us within this discussion. God, we thank you that your word is alive. It is active always, God. Um, and it's sharper than any double-edged sword. And so we just pray, God, that it would accomplish what you send it out to accomplish today, even in this moment, to anybody listening um, right now. And God, I just pray uh, a special prayer over everyone who is listening today, God, that you would um, just... Allow each person to know you are with them. Let them know your presence today. God, in everything that they're doing, everything that they encounter, may they first and foremost encounter you. Know that they're walking with you, that you are in them and with them. And God, that your um, your power would just send them into the plan and mission you have for them today. God, I pray that you would anoint every part of this time together, Lord, and, um, and that we would leave here knowing you more, encouraged in your word, strengthened in our faith and ready, God, to, to do what you have called us to do, Lord, as your kingdom um, is established on this earth. Lord, we love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, today in the studio with me is somebody that if you've been with One Truth a while, you're going to know her very well. But this is Lanita Shepard, my uh, mother, who, of course, is a big part of One Truth Ministries. Her and I are um, sharing this um, joy of teaching about joy. Yes. And so <laughs> she is here with us today and we are um, co-teaching this series and so excited about that. And so today, I mean, this is fun. We get to we get to have small group exactly with people we can't even see, but we love. That's right, right? Yeah, and that's, so excited. That's a special thing, right there. <laughs> it is a special thing, and it's such a neat thing that we can do that in the time that we live in. I yeah. mean, you know, it really wasn't too long ago where this would have been impossible, impossible, and yeah. strange to even consider or think about. And so it's really neat to get to include everybody in there today. Yes. Um. And so what we talked about, what I want to do first is let me just go ahead and read Philippians 1, 1 through 2, so we can all be on the same page. I know some of you may have missed the teaching, and so you're just jumping in. I want to make sure we're on the same page. Here is what Philippians 1, 1 through 2 um, says. Of course, Paul is introducing this letter, and um, this is how he does it. Paul and Timothy, bondservants of Jesus Christ... To all the saints in Christ Jesus 
who are in Philippi with the bishops and deacons, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So within this moment, which is really easy to skip over, Paul um, is introducing himself and Timothy. And out of all of the ways he could introduce himself, um, he decides to call himself a bondservant of Jesus Christ, which to me is such a, a such a neat title. And one he gives himself many times, not just right here. But he says, hey, Timothy and I, the first thing you need to know about us is we are a bondservant of Jesus Christ. And I don't want to dive too far into it except for to say they are... They have willingly chose to commit their life to Jesus um, in being his servant, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. And a lot of his books, he starts out an, uh, Paul called to be an apostle. Mm -hmm. I think whenever he wrote this to the Philippians, they were such dear friends of his. He felt um, connected with them. Close in that, enough yeah, with them. Mm -hmm. To say, we're all on this same level this of together. being a bondservant. Mm -hmm. And something that's really important. And then he says who he's writing to, of course. And so he calls them saints. Yes. To all the saints. And we have to understand God meant this letter for the Philippians in that time and in that context. And that's absolutely true. But even more so, God was seeing beyond that. And it is written now to all the saints, um, right. including you and I, including us. Um, and Paul, even in saying who he is and who he's writing to, he was making one stark um, declaration right away from the beginning. The foundation of my letter to you, the foundation of everything I'm going to teach you, everything I want to share with you, everything God's pouring out through me to you comes because I have salvation in Christ alone. Because I have Jesus as my Lord, I am his servant. That's what that is, right? Lord and master. Mm -hmm. Jesus is my master. I am his servant. And because of that, I can write to you all the things I'm going to write to you. I can share with you everything because I am his slave because you are his saint we are all in him together. And so he begins that letter declaring the truth that nothing else can come. Nothing else matters until you can as well identify as a saint in Christ, as a bondservant of Christ, because you have salvation in Christ. Yes, right? Exactly. And so we've been talking a lot about salvation. Paul has shared uh, his salvation story many times in many different ways and acts and continuing on in his letters he'll share glimpses and pieces he'll even do that in the book of philippians and so as he has done that we too want to recognize the importance of our salvation stories and what they mean um and paul goes a little step further in verse two he says grace to you and peace he's using both the greek and the hebrew in order to again unite all of us we're all in this together those of you who are saved those of us who are in christ god's grace to you and his peace um, be upon you. And so we have peace with God and each other, the grace of God poured out in salvation over us, and now we get to live in that grace. And so one of the things that we want to talk about kind of in our together in the word moment, um, this teaching on verses one and two that we've already um, experienced was called experience salvation. And we're going to talk about that together in the word right now. And so one of the things we talked about in our small groups is that it is so important to know our story of salvation. Um, and I find that sometimes people don't really know their story. Maybe they've never had an opportunity to share it. Maybe they've never thought about sharing it. Um, but I know you and I earlier on, we, we kind of got taught to write our salvation stories down, to learn our testimonies. Sure. To, right? Yeah. Um, and for some of you, you know exactly what that's like. You've been there. Others, maybe you haven't. 
Um, and as important as it is to know our story of salvation, to me, it's even more important and even more joyful to be able to share the powerful life transforming moment or moments when your whole life changed because of two words that came into being, but God, this is who I was. This is how I lived, but God Mm -hmm. came into my life. Right. And now this is who I am. This is what I am. Right. And so I want to even encourage you as you're listening to think back on that moment or moments that you encountered the risen Jesus. How did you come to know him? What was your life like before you met him? How has he changed your life? And we want to invite you to be um, preparing yourselves to even share your salvation testimony with those that God may put in your path. Maybe you will even want to practice it by sharing it with somebody in your family or a friend and just really wanting to give God praise for what he's done in your life. Because our stories of salvation, they encourage, they inspire faith in others. Um, And honestly, I think it's one of those ways we get to touch heaven. We know that all of heaven rejoices when one sinner sinner repents, right? The Bible tells us that. Whenever I think we share our salvation stories, that's a moment we get to rejoice with all of heaven all over again for what God has done. And so I I want you to kick us off here, um, even in our, this kind of short time that we have, how would you describe your salvation story? How, how did in the world did you come to know Jesus? Well, I used to think I didn't have one just because I was <laughs> raised um, in a Christian home with Christian parents, grew up knowing that the Bible was what we lived our life by mm-hmm. and that Jesus was the Son of God, the Holy Spirit was part of the Trinity and mm-hmm. infilled us and that Jesus died for us. So um, I don't remember ever not knowing that information but the only difference was is that the the way I was raised the church I grew up in was a different type of church and it was one that saw the Bible in a complete different way Mm. than what I would say you know the majority of the mainstream Christian churches today see it they uh, truly believed that they were the only church Mm-hmm. And that their interpretation of the scripture was the only correct one. Right. And but the main part was was that they fully relied on works. Yeah. And it wasn't they did believe that Jesus died on the cross, but that was almost like the initial step that you needed to take. Mm-hmm. Then you began to work your way to heaven. Mm, so yeah. works was a major, major part of it. So never could you just rest in the fact to know your salvation was secure. Right. So that take took um, that right there as a joy stealer. Yes. <laughs> because oh it puts so much fear into your heart that it's it's almost impossible to have joy because you're continually fearful and uh, concentrating on, am I doing enough? Yeah. Am I doing enough? How can I ever actually be saved? Right. I mean, that'd be on your mind all the time. All the time. And I I have this memory. I just remember as a child being so terrified to go to bed at night and go to sleep because I always always thought if I died, I had no idea whether I would make it to heaven Hmm. because I didn't know if I'd done enough that day. Right. Right. So um, that I lived with. And... Like I said, I, I grew up in that, but there I do remember that when God brought me out of that specific denomination, that specific church, um, and started teaching me the Bible and his way and salvation and that it is through Christ and Christ alone and what he actually did for us 
and that my salvation is secure, my eternity is secure, I remember what freedom and what joy I experienced with mm-hmm. that. That was amazing to me. Mm. And so that kind of happened then kind of progressively. It, Your relationship with Christ continued to just kind of grow. Oh, yes, yeah. definitely. It was a growing a growing time. The more I got into the Word, I had an insatiable uh, desire hunger. and hunger for the Word and just started studying and studying and listened to whoever I could listen to and just began to learn everything I could learn about the Bible mm-hmm. and about Jesus and what he did. And as time went on, that just slowly changes you. Mm-hmm. It changes your, yeah. your viewpoints, your heart. And in doing that, joy starts being established because you are so incredibly thankful. You truly understand what Jesus did. And that salvation is yours through him. Absolutely. And yeah. heaven, eternity. And there's nothing yours. I can mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. to get that. Any mm-hmm. part of it. Right, right. That was truly a, what a gift is. Exactly. <laughs> given to you. Yes. yes. Yeah. And those kind of things, when we start understanding how somebody is saved, how we're saved, we get to hear from other people, this is what God has done in my life. That's that's incredibly powerful to hear because it gives you hope. It increases your faith. You realize, man, God's working not only in me and in my struggles, but he is working in people all over the place. His love for humanity is so evident and so clear. And it's so powerful to me to get to see him be real. Yeah. Because sometimes, you know, especially it's like you, you get inundated in churches and you can stop remembering the fact that he's really real, really alive and really working yep. in people's lives. Yeah. Saving us. Um, and just like you said, without salvation, there is no on-ramp to true joy. Exactly. And we had talked about that in the teaching, kind of understanding the difference between joy and happiness. And that's something very important to understand. Um, and sometimes can be life-changing just understanding that. Because the Bible tells us we're to have joy in all things. Right. And yet reality of life says otherwise if we don't know the difference between joy and happiness. Right. Because we have the feelings of happiness that change with our circumstances, change with encountering rough people or mean people or, you know, something happens and it will pull us down. And so we have to remember there is that difference between happiness and joy. Happiness being based on happenstance, luck, chance. um, That's where that word comes from. Uh, Joy being based on the grace of God. Joy being kara, coming from karis, the grace of God. Yeah. I remember when that... When I heard somebody, it was a preacher many, 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 many years ago. And he said, we're not called to be happy. Right. God never said we would be happy. Right. Uh, Because there will be sorrows. There will be troubles in this life. And we're going to feel them. And we are going to feel them. Mm -hmm. There's going to be sorrows. Mm -hmm. The Bible says there's a time to mourn and Mm -hmm. a time uh, to rejoice. But we can have that joy. And I remember this was such a light bulb for me because Mm -hmm. I always thought I should be happy. Right. I should be happy right. all the time. All the time. And if I'm not, something's wrong. Right. Then you get all the fake happiness. Exactly. <laughs> or you're just trying to plaster it on and people are annoyed with you. Yes. That's that's <laughs> never good to have this fake, fake joy going on that's not real. And yet that's not what God's called us to. No. He's called us to joy. Yes. And joy is something that literally can only be walked in and given to us through and by the grace of God. Right. His grace is undeserved, unmerited favor over us is the only way we're going to be able to walk in that joy. Yeah. And what's so great is God, since God is the source of joy, 
then that means that anything on this world or in this world cannot take that from us. Exactly. Because that comes straight from God, right? So if you think about it, um, and just real fast, but who's been some of the most joy-filled people in your life? Kind of what, what stands out to you about those that have been really full of joy that you've known? Real joy. Um, other than your best friend's mom, which I'm sure you're going to talk well, about. No, I'll let you. <laughs> um, we all think about her. Yes, we do. Um, I have... There have been people mm-hmm. in my life that's come across my life, and it's like you couldn't you couldn't use an adjective other than joy, joy. to describe them. They yeah. always had a smile on their face. Mm-hmm. They were always upbeat. They were always encouraging. Yeah. They were always um, filled with the joy of the Lord. I mean, yeah. it, that's you just you know, know it that when you see it. You do. Yeah. It's there's yeah. nothing else that can yeah. can fake that. No. And thinking about the woman you were just thinking about, I think what really stands out to me about her is we all knew her to be um, a woman just brimming with the joy of the Lord. And I got to see that in the good times. Um, I got to see that when she was punishing her daughter Um, as my best friend. I got to see that numerous times. And I'm telling you, I've never met a woman that could punish with such joy. Such joy in Jesus. And smiles. Yeah, and joy over her daughter. I love you. You're in so much trouble. (laughs) It's a God thing. For precious, you're going to be grounded for three weeks. I love you. You know, but it it was just genuine. Yes, it was. It was genuine. There wasn't a turnoff switch because this woman lived in the joy bubble of Jesus. Yes, I mean, she just really did. And I think... The one time that stood out to me where I knew in my life, I knew, okay, this is absolutely genuine. I've never encountered something like this. She was taking care of her ailing mother as her mother was getting ready to pass away. And her mother was very difficult and could be very, very mean to her, um, Mm. mistreating her a lot. And I remember sitting in the room with my best friend. Her mom was in there and, um, and her mother's mother uh, was treating her very, very poorly. And you could see that, that this woman we're talking about was tired. You could see that. She oh, was yeah. tired. She was worn out. And you could see it on her face. Um, it wasn't that she wasn't feeling those things. But I'm telling you, like, her joy never diminished. in the way that she cared for and loved on her mom with that kind of joy, even though you knew she was so tired, she hadn't slept and I don't even know how long, um, somebody is just spitting out very vile things. Which wears on you. Yes, and incredible insults, just insult after insult. Oh. And the joy that came out of her, it was one of those moments where I go like, no, she has tapped into something else. Absolutely. She she is tied in. I want that. To a, a whole nother source. <laughs> and how do I live like that? Exactly. Um, and that's that's an amazing thing. And yet we've kind of touched on those. And so you, we know people like that, those people that just live in the joy of Jesus. And yet there are so many things in this world that we think that can can steal our joy. And why I'm saying joy is because we've already talked about this. True joy is not going to be able to be stolen if you're actually plugged in to the joy exactly. of Christ. Yeah. But when we say steal our joy, I, I'm, I'm thinking about everything we tend to think of as joy, um, that kind of happiness feeling. What is it that tends to take away um, that joy, or maybe you're even plugged into the joy of Jesus. You're walking in it and something comes along and all of a sudden you're, you're struggling to stay within that joy yes. um, of the Lord. What is it that you find kind of tends to steal joy? I think for me, it's always been what was happening around me. Yeah. My circumstances. circumstances. Yeah. Yes. Um, if things just started tanking and wasn't going the way I had it planned, all of a sudden stress hit or, mm-hmm. you know, all of these things. And then I, I found I wasn't walking in that joy. 
I allowed it right to steal my joy right um nothing else can do that I, I think that's within us to not walk in that during those times mm-hmm. and to understand that we can it is right. possible right to even though there are hard circumstances we can still like you were saying about your friend's mom no matter what is coming at us we can still have the joy mm-hmm. of the lord and i think that's what um paul is trying to teach that's what he lives out right. that's what jesus lived out yeah, yeah. um we've got these beautiful examples mm-hmm. in the word to teach us this is possible right we can have this this right. is not just for uh, the apostles or the son right. of god this is for all of us right I know. And I had used that example earlier that sometimes I feel like we think joy is kind of like trying to ladle soup with like a holy ladle, you know, like where right. it's like you can get a little bit, but it's like, it just keeps slipping away, slipping away, slipping away. And you go like, this is an impossible task. We can't just catch it yes. and hold ah, on to it. Where's the joy? <laughs> um, and yet that's, that is not what God's intended for it to be. And other joy stealers in life to me, I think, um, can come through people. Yes, we can al- Again, these are all things we allow, right? We right. can allow people to steal our joy. Um, we can allow things in this world to steal our joy. Sure. Um, a loss of a thing right. can steal our joy, right? <laughs> That's very true. It's true. It can. Um, for me personally, worry can steal my joy. If I allow too much worry and stress and doubt, and maybe that all wraps into circumstances, but it's something that pops out to me um, as well. Right. Why is salvation then in Christ absolutely foundational to get to have joy in this world? Like How... Why does salvation play such a key role? Well, number one, I think it's the one thing that is for sure. It's the one thing Mm -hmm. that will never change. It's the one thing, like you said, that the enemy or no person on this earth can take from us. Mm -hmm. Jesus died for it. He paid the price. We are set free. And that joy is, joy in that is everlasting. Absolutely. And when you think about all the different ways Christ suffered on this earth, I mean, it's pretty amazing when you think about it. You go on I mean, on and on about yes. the different ways Jesus yes. experienced suffering in this earth. Yes, and he was even sorrowful at sure. times. Yeah, he was known as the, yeah, the Bible described him as the man of sorrows. Exactly. Um, and yet, in talking to his disciples and talking to his followers, he says, listen, I've told you all these things. So that um, you can your, have my joy. So my joy, joy will be full. Yes, yeah, so that my joy will be in you and your joy will exactly. be complete. Yeah. I mean, that's an amazing thing. In fact, I just want to quickly, I know our time is almost up, but I want to give you all some scriptures. Please look these up and um, understand, kind of go through them, discuss even with yourself, maybe a friend, um, what this teaches you about the joy of Jesus. But John 15, 11, Luke 10, 21, Luke 15, 5 through 7, um, John 17, 13, you can always go back and re-listen to this if you want to write it down again. In Hebrews 12, 2, I want to encourage you to check that out, as well as 1 Peter 1, 8 through 9. To me, that's the one that sums everything up. Right, um, first, yeah. Peter just nails it. Um, and if I had some time, I would read that to you right now, but I want to encourage you to read that. 1 Peter 1, 8 through 9. Read that. It sums it up perfectly. But I am excited about this study because within this, as we've laid this foundation of salvation in Christ, we are about to now embark into the letter of Paul 
where God is going to give us principle after principle for how this truly can be possible. Absolutely. To live a life of joy, right? And don't we need that in this day and age? Absolutely. I mean, look what goes on. Look Absolutely. what is going on with depression yep. and mental health problems and those kind of things. Absolutely. Amen. So we want to invite you guys to jump in with us um, on our next episode. We will be starting with verse three, Philippians one. Cannot wait to see you there. Thank you so much for tuning into One Truth sponsored by One Truth Ministries.